What it is, what's up, Gotcha Music Podcast in the Cut. The tell us is a societal podcast, and today we're doing another episode of the best products I've heard during this week. Uh, probably about a week behind, I believe, since the last one. I had the products done. I wanted to listen to a little bit more before I gave them. wanted the feedback to be a little bit more uh, comprehensive. Uh, hopefully it is. Uh, I've seen I got a couple more plays on some recent podcast episodes, so if you are watching this, please free feed, uh, please feel free. We wouldn't take this uh, to give some feedback. If you're watching Spotify, I think you can do that somehow. I'm not sure. But you can go to Anchor. You can comment. You can, you know, donate if you want to do that. You can do a lot of feedback on Anchor. Um, Anchor.fm slash Bill Burr, uh, Black Bill Burr. And we'll give the projects after the drop here. All right, so starting off with, this is an individual that I wanted to talk about her project for a while. Uh, I do love, I do, I loved her previous EP uh, slash mixtape that came out about three years ago, uh, Rena. Uh, you may know her as Rena Sawayama, Queen Rena, um, the most talented LGBT artist in the community right now. Uh, you know, whatever, you know, you can kind of look at her if you want to look at her. Mainly Rena Sawayama, Japan, uh, Japanese descent. Uh, Japanese American descent. One of the best, I don't want to say artifacts, uh, one of the best re, uh, visitors, historians of 2000s pop. You can tell her in sor- uh, sources where she came up from. I personally don't listen to pop from that era often. I listen to some Britney Spears, but that's pretty much where it ends and begins at. However, if you have listened to Britney Spears, you kind of can see a lot of where her music comes from. Uh, and she, that was kind of her thing, um, on some songs before this one, uh, trying to think off the top of my head, uh, I believe Flicker is one that kind of feels like that. Um, I'm looking at Brina right now, Take Me As I Am, the, the production for that's definitely 2000s, but she does put a, a spin on it that makes it feel more modern, I would say, um, generally speaking. Ordinary Superstar is one of the best pop songs since I heard 2017 and even still I still love it I just played it way too much to revisit it and here I think it's a myriad of great tracks the stretch from Ant Sets to uh, Paradison is just fantastic uh, some of the highs in this project I would say Ant Sets and Kame Degarcon uh, are some of my favorite hooks of the previous year I believe those two came out in 2019 uh, SS May came out this year. I think SS it wasn't a single, but STFU Come Day or Song was. Uh, those two are good. STFU is good, uh, fantastic cooking, you know, but a little bit long, I would say. Uh, Akasaka said, I yeah, I can't do it exactly how she did. I don't particularly remember all she did with, with flipping that hook, uh, as related to her brother and her, her mother and. You know, she she she's a very interesting uh, artist when it comes to making like hits. And uh, fuck the world interlude, one of the better songs um, that that don't really focus on the hook, just her kind of giving her songs. Uh, I would say a lot of the pre the second half of this is more introspective. Uh, Bad friend, uh, Tokyo Love Hotel, 
Children's and family. These are songs that are a little bit are a little bit more deeper, a little bit more past her just giving feel good hooks. Although I guess I'm just gonna say the same feel good. I mean, Arkansas like said it's not a feel good, but it's just a very fun hook. That's not what she goes for in the second half of this. It's a very varied project, and uh, I would hope that you would give it a uh, a listen. And going from there to a project that is dramatically different. We have Alfredo by Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, uh, Uncle Al, one of the most legendary and probably not appreciated enough producers of the previous decade. Uh, worked with guys like Earl and then uh, Action Bronson and a lot of low-key cats. Uh, I think Joey Badass, a lot of low-key guys in the community. Uh, and when I'm looking at this, I'm looking at my notes right now, there's some pretty big things that I wanted to, to pose with me talking about this album. First off, Freddie Gibbs with another rap album of the year contender. Uh, you know, I think, I believe it was called Malibu, his first one, if I'm correct. Let's see if I'm, Pinata, that's what it was, not Malibu, that was the, uh, the uh, Anderson Pack joint. But Pinata, that was um, Freddie Gibbs. It's been five years since that came out. Four, is six years? Six years, yeah. Six years, wow. That's so crazy to think about. It's been six years since Pinata came out. Um, I didn't really listen to it too much because I was starting to trend away from like hippity hop, like ly- lyrical hip hop towards that year. I uh, tried to vary my taste a little bit. And uh, unfortunately, I never really listened to Pinata much at that time. I had it downloaded for like two or three years. But I just never listened to it for whatever reason. But after a while, I finally did give it a, uh, you know, a follow through and 2014 was not a great year as far as like headlining um, projects. I'm seeing some underground joints. The best album I can think of that's not Pinata off the top of my head that's hip hop is, uh, I believe it was Oxymoron came out that year. I can't really think of anything else that I can consider rap album of the year that came out in 2014. And I would say Pinata is a little bit of a step above that. Oxymoron is probably Schoolboys, Magnum Opus. Um, at least passes mixtapes, I would say, but this is just a little bit better than that. Uh, and going from there, you have his 2017, I want to say, uh, successor, 2018, 2019. It was 2019. God, man, it feels like it came 2019. Okay, I'm I'm bad with my years right now. 2017, I don't think Freddie dropped. 2018, he dropped Freddie, the uh, Teddy Pendergrass uh, inspired project i guess but yeah bandana uh five years look at five years to make a successor to that's crazy i mean it was worth it i think this is i think it's a little bit more contentious to call this rap album of the year one of the reasons why i can't do it concretely is because you have the slums guys and the griselda guys and i don't listen to much of them however when i do listen to some of their music it is fantastic so i can't concretely say they had the he had the best album of that year um, some people really like West Side Gun. I want li- to listen to her, uh, Hitler Wears Hermes from that year. I think I also listened to, uh, most of Pray for Paris this year. And I mean, I wouldn't say it's rap out in the year or anything, but it's pretty good. Their production is amazing on every, every tape, but that's besides the point. I would say that at least this is Bandana's one of like rap out in the year contenders, uh, definitely in the top three or five ish. Uh, Mad Lib snapped, um, I think I appreciate the, beat, the beats from this more than I appreciate it on um, on um, on Pinata. Uh, 
and then, I mean, just to wrap it on this is just fantastic. I, I think that sometimes he gets like a little bit too in a conscious lane on here. And I think, I, I mean, I appreciate it because that's, you know, you look at the cover, it's like Hollywood's a burning down, you know, uh, city. It is supposed to be a little bit more conscious. I appreciate that. I mean, you listen to um, the, I believe, the second half of Flat Tummy T, I want to say. Uh, freestyle shit, I think, also kind of touches on some serious things. Education, I mean, you got Yasin Bay and Black Thought. Uh, Paul Marlowe, he kind of tries to say a couple of, you know, Maxine Waters type of book. Anyway, the point is, it's a great album. Uh, right on the contender. And this one, I feel like it's more honed in on the 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 gangster um the kind of like the the, the post you made it side of like being a gangster like you you're successful you're kind of looking back or you're just nostalgic you know and uh some of these songs will, will lead you to i guess agree with me a little bit um just a, just a well you know as far as like and this is one of the things I pose without samples. You took samples out. I think that Alchemist may have produced a better project for Freddie. Yeah, I'm saying say, take samples out. Take samples out. This might be better produced than the Mad Lib joints. I know. I know a lot of people are not going to like that. I know because the samples you bring the samples is not even close. And Mad Lib's production style is so sample heavy. Even as Lord Quas. It's so sample heavy. It's kind of rudimentary to say take those out. Like you can't really, like you're really excluding a big part of what makes this production what this production is by doing that. I get it, but I think just just making beats aside, I think Alchemist did his thing on here. Um, some of the high Scotty Beam, uh, God is perfect. Uh, the the uh, Griselda feature is being the Butcher and Conway the Machine. Definitely worth listening to. Tyler the Creator, this is, in my opinion, this is Tyler the Creator's finest first. Um, whew, uh, in, in his in his modern like way of like presenting himself, kind of like this uh, hyper popish, uh, really pop refined superstar Tyler. I guess it's like twenty. 16, 2017-ish, 2017-ish. Uh, this is definitely his best verse I've heard. And he can rap. Like, he's been rapping on, like, Lucy's and Features. But uh, this is this is like a victory lap for Tyler. Um, one of his finest productions, I would say, period. Uh, I, you know, I didn't get this album a, a couple more listens, so I can't really go too thorough in it. But I definitely think you should listen to this if you like just pure hip-hop. My favorite rap album of the year, I believe, so far. I have to kind of go back and look at what I look listened to, but I think this should probably be number one in a lot of people's boats. Uh, and I already said the uh, the highs, so <laughs> I feel bad about this next one. Like this next one, I didn't really want to. I wanted this not liking this project or not liking this act, not liking what they do, uh, not liking a lot of what I've heard about this act. However, I kind of, you know, took the um, the metaphorical stick out my my butthole, uh, boy hole, if you prefer that term. And I, you know, I just gave it, I just gave it a listen. Said, okay, fuck it, we're gonna give it a, a fair listen. We're gonna be unbiased and unobjective. 
And it started with me playing Money Machine. If you if you you've seen that title, you know what I'm talking about. A uh, hundred jacks, a thousand jacks is the project name. So Money Machine, when I first listened to it, was I have nothing against people with any kind of disorder, nothing like that. I'm not in front of anybody, but it's not unintelligible, unintelligible autism music. I don't know what I was going to say. It didn't make any sense. It had no structure. I could not, and I listen to unstructured stuff. I love, you know, I like Grimes, uh, Sophie's Oil of Every Pearl, I believe it's called. Great project. Uh, Pony Boy, great song. Uh, and I liked what Dylan Brady did on Charlie's last album, which made me actually give us a chance. I just thought it was so, like, like this is how I, I guess hip hop peers like something like Little B. It's just like clown music that's kind of poking fun at, you know, predefined genres. And maybe that is what this is to some degree. But this, after listening to it 20 more times, the first time, like, this is horrible. 20 more times, it's a good song. It's a well, like, production wise, is a well produced song. The intro is humorous kind of corny i would never listen to the intro with anybody else in the car ever but you know it's a laura less's vocals annoy me quite a bit extensively however sometimes the motherfucker the guy puts together you know some good shit some good sounding shit and they really shines through some like stupid horse his his there, I don't. Anyway, his his voice it works on. Sometimes you can like make it kind of where it's humorous. His voice works for a humorous track or humorous verse. Uh, something with a little bit of bite to it. And that's why I kind of work for Money Machine and works for Stupid Horse. Stupid Horse is one of the best sounding songs I've heard all year. It, it's fantastic. It's just so the um. I think it's what the pump it up, then the pump it up, uh, something like that. Uh. It's a fantastic song. Uh, ringtone. I, I heard the Ringtone remix, which is one of my favorite songs of the year as well. Um, ringtone re just the mean the bass song is actually unironically one of Laura Less's better uh, vocal performances on the tape. And doing Bray, I mean, he laces the whole thing. You listen to Jack to You or, or Hand Crushed by a Mallet. Uh, Dylan Bray's like ability produces about as good as you're going to see. Period. Um, I don't want to go too much far into this project because I don't know how I feel about it concretely. However, I do like it. I do think that if you like off-the-wall music and you like to subject yourself to, you pretty much like to just keep on experimenting with what you listen to, never getting comfortable with with songs or, or genres. This joint right here, I think on, um, I want to say Wikipedia or, or iTunes, something like that, they have like nine different genres listed and all of them are applicable to this sound. It's just you can't contain this project in any any box. However, if you do like some of the more off the wall pop moments from um some of Grunge's better projects, um earlier projects specifically, uh, if you like Sophie, uh, some of her lighter songs, if you like uh, let's see what Charlie's song I want to I want to compare because this is specifically one off of her last joint I could, I'm thinking of in my head I can't specifically remember uh, I want to say Enemy 
I want to say enemy is the one thinking about that. That kind of sounds like a lot. A lot of a lot of this tape sounds like disjoint, but some of of how I'm feeling now is very much like Dylan Brady stamped. And uh, really, if you like that album, period, you should listen to this. It's just a good album. It's a good album. It's experimental, and sometimes you just need somebody to push the boundaries, whether it sounds good or not, good or not. Sometimes you need a product like this. Uh, all right. So I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I have a playlist I'm very proud of called June uh, RIP Big Floyd. You go to my Spotify, uh, Jabir McMillan. That's the name of my Spotify, my Spotify profile name. Uh, you can see it on there. I am really proud of what I'm doing with this playlist. It's going to be more of like a commemoration of black people. Uh, probably not too aggressive in terms of police, other than like a couple tracks that are a little bit more aggressive because that is also part of black plight. However, I'm doing some good things in that playlist right now, I believe. And if you want to follow it, please do. I would love some more feedback on it. Um, if you want to contribute any songs, you know, just let me know on anchor.fm, comment, and all that uh, ish. Again, if you like this, please get feedback. Uh, I'm out. Peace.